And we are live. And welcome to episode 58 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee Now, powered by Q. I am your host, Lisa Nowakowski, um, a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy, an instructional tech coach in Northwest LA County. And just as a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, they don't. And we all know that coffee's been around a long time and that those who love it, like me, really love it. So much so that a lot of people have written songs about it. And um, some people, like those at NPR, have made those songs into a playlist. So you can read about them on our website. We'll have the link. And if you're interested in listening to the playlist, you can find it at go.tlc.ninja/coffeeplaylist. And we'll have that link on our website too. We are really excited because tonight's guests are Judy Blakeney and Trisha Hyun. Did I pronounce that right? It's Hyun. Hyun. And yes, they are going to be talking to us about strength-based education. So, Judy and Tricia, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Hi, I'm Judy Blakeney. I am a middle school teacher returning to the classroom from being an instructional coach. Next year, I'll teach English 7 and also a CTE and continue to um, coach as an instructional coach at Aliso Viejo Middle School in Capo Unified in South Orange County, California. Similar to Judy, I'm also a middle school teacher about to teach seventh grade honors for about maybe the fourth year. I've been in teaching for probably a total of about 13 years. Um, I'm also going to add a project coordinator position, uh, portion to my job, which will prepare students to for high school, college and career readiness through um, through a strength based lens. Well, that sounds exciting. Great idea. So tell me. What is strength-based education? So Nancy, strength-based education is an approach which begins with and builds upon the strengths of students, teachers, parents, and the community. We begin our work, um, we began our work with support with the Institute for Teaching or IFT, which is a 501c3 sub of the California Teachers Association. They did some research using appreciative inquiry, asking the question, to several school systems and sites, what's working, what's already great. And then through an extensive iterative process, they were able to identify the seven factors driving a culture of success in schools. And what they found was that when they asked these students, what is working? The themes that came up were student-centered, school-wide relations, uh, student-family relations, future-oriented, results-oriented and work-oriented. And it's these seven factors that Judy and I have really been studying over the last three years um, to understand how a strength-based approach in the classroom uh, can improve outcomes, especially with this focus on the seven factors. Right. So the first one, future-oriented, is we start by knowing students' talents, interests, and strengths. So they build toward those in the future. So for example, uh, one year I started with all students taking a multiple intelligence test, but then the next year when I really started to dig deep with strength-based education, uh, I decided to use Thrively.com, which actually sits children down, asks them some questions, 
and we discover strengths that they have, talents that they have, innate talents uh, through these tests. Now, of course, we all know that it changes every year. The test might, you know, our answers might change, but at least you have something to start off with in terms of students and what their talent is. Right. And then are you going to go on with school-wide relations as a Oh, yes. Factor? Thanks, Judy. Thanks for reminding me. So one of the factors, school-wide relations, kind of taps back into what Judy said earlier about a community approach where uh, we're not only focused on the students, but how the talents of our community, uh, the citizens within the school district, the um, the parents, the families all get involved. And if we can pull these resources and find individual talents and connect them to students and their talents, uh, we can create a, a culture of success for children. For example, I was just recently in ICU with my dad at, uh, at UCLA Medical Center. And these nurses, they have a talent to care for individuals. The, the level of care that they take uh, with their patients, uh, it was evident that I really, at, at, at so many different points, I wanted to connect children to those talents where if children have this talent to take care of someone or to take care of pets, that they could see what community members are doing uh, as, for example, like a career uh, to, to improve and move forward. And so that's how, you know, school-wide relations is a big aspect of a strength-based education. Right. And then next, student-centered. When students really understand what their their strengths are, then student talents can drive the learning in um, the learning process. And Sorry, Judy, uh, you were breaking up right there. Could you repeat what you just said? Yes, I was saying that in a student-centered, uh, in a strength-based student-centered environment, student talents drive the learning process. So that's the key element. And then why don't you talk about work-oriented, um, Tricia? Sure. And if you don't mind, I'm going to mention a story about ja one of my students. His name is Jackson. I won't say the last name. Um, he was not doing so well in terms of quantitative numbers. For example, like, you know, we have 70% as a C minus, 80% as a B minus. And I happened to say to him, Jackson, I really need you to pull pull forward with these grades. And he looked up, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. He said, you know, Thrively said I'm creative. <laughs> and instantaneously I realized, oh my goodness, I need to change my lesson. I need to give him a way to start with creativity and move forward from that point, uh, master the standard, uh, as long as he's able to take a second to be creative in the process of building uh, that B minus, for example, back to an A. Um, and then let me just touch upon work oriented a little bit. Um, students are more likely to have a powerful work ethic when their talents are valued, uh, when their talent is pur purposeful and their talent is relevant. When students have a strong work ethic, uh, they tend to be internally driven and goal-directed. And so much of the research shows that those sh short-term and long-term long goals are monumental in a child's life. Teachers can encourage this strong work ethic by emphasizing strengths over their deficits and then emphasizing opportunities over the problems. For example, last year, I'm thinking of a student right now, every single day at some moment during the period, 
I wanted to tell this student, you know, something maybe negative. For example, you know, you're sitting there doing nothing or, you know, I've seen you do for three days now, I've seen you do nothing. But instead of saying that, it takes a moment for a teacher to say to themselves, okay, I'm, I'm going to approach this situation from a strength-based lens. I'm going to go up to this student and say, where can we start the learning? Where do you want to start? What did Thrively say about your talents? And if we could just have that conversation, I know that a lot of uh, teachers might think that the time is not there, but I do feel that if we put the time and the energy in at the beginning, much like riding a bicycle, if you put the time and energy into learning how to ride a bike, the rest is very easy. Uh, Judy, sorry, I took up so much time. You want to go into student relations? Yes. So um, strength-based student relations encourages an environment where order emerges and thrives without central authority. So it's not about dictating. It's about having that bubble up from the bottom up and where students are using their talents and, and needs and interests to drive the learning in, in the community or in their collaborations. And so what ends up happening is if we're focused on these student relations, it may seem as if though a little bit of the focus is taken off the results oriented culture that we're all a part of right now. And some, some people, when they hear the word results oriented, they hear something negative. And the reason is we've, we've, you know, been living in this culture of assessment and uh, teachers need to produce outcomes and show us the results of their children's uh, learning. But that's not the kind of results oriented we're talking about because what happens is in a strength based environment, successful results are when student talents end up not only driving their performance, but also driving their self-efficacy and the confidence that they're going to have to do well and to further their studies in what whatever they choose to further their studies in. Right. Uh, Ju Judy, did you want to talk a little bit about the student-family relations? Right. So when students and families alike know what their students' strengths are, there's an ability to work together and build on that um, and have students um, with their parents go have experiences that build up and, and reinforce those strengths. So it just it, it continues that cycle that we talked about earlier. So. It sounds really good, and I loved hearing some of the stories about what it looks like in the classroom um, or some examples, but can you explain, if you're using this strength-based approach, how does, that, how does that demonstrate itself in the classroom? What does it look like? So I'm going to start with this one. Um, for example, in terms of student relations, uh, once upon a time before I really embraced the strength-based approach, I would tell students, in life, you're going to have to meet partners. You're going to have to get together in groups. So go ahead and stand up and find a group, find a team. The kids would all find their partners and friends and build teams of four, for example. And there'd always be one or two kids who looked up at me and they looked lost because no one picked them to be on their team. And also, uh, they themselves did not really want to be on a team because, you know, they were maybe more introverted and didn't want to be on a team. Um, now what I do is I might do that once in a while and I, I might plant some seeds with students, encouraging them to ask uh, certain students to be on their team. But now what I do is I put a name on one side of a file card 
and their talent on the other side of the file card. Then you lay out the file cards and students have to, like for example, student leaders come by and they pick what they want on their team. Do they want a flexible person, an analytical person? Are they themselves an analyzer and they want three additional analyzers on their team? Or do they just want to be the analyzer by themselves and they need a record, uh, someone who's really good at recording, you know, someone who's very flexible or someone who's very good with linguistics? Um, so that's one way that, uh, that it plays out in the classroom. Right. So we're making groups based on student needs, not necessarily on uh, other aspects. So basically the students are looking at the talents and then when they say, oh, I need a flexible person, they pull it up and it's, it's you know, Susie Student. On yes, the other side. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that I love that. Um, so, if I wanted to get started with this, what resources would I need? Well, I think really awareness is the most important element as a as a starting point. A great uh, beginning is knowing or asking the questions: What's working? What's going well with regards to each of these factors? And then pick a, a factor and try it. Get started and try a new approach. Um, this is a movement where teachers are teaching teachers. It's a teacher leadership um, approach. And so we need to support and empower each other and look for a community for doing that um, by building awareness and resources and sharing stories. Because it's hard to go against the, the grain and to go on a new wave, to mix <laughs> metaphors there. <laughs> um, why don't you talk a little bit about our resources, uh, Trish? Great. Uh, just really quickly, I want to mention the Instructional Leadership Core, uh, CTA alongside Stanford University, alongside National Board came together and they decided to put 200 teachers in California uh, together to, to... Timer. So, a minute. I don't mean to interrupt, but you... Uh... It's time to gather your final thoughts, so please finish what you were saying. Oh, they can go to our website and find the instructional Oh, we lost Trish. Her voice is muted, I think. Uh -oh. I think she just leaned back. Can you come closer to the microphone? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, they could go to our website and find uh, the link to the Instructional Leadership Corps, and then contact Judy or myself on Twitter to find out more. Yeah, so it's strengthbasededu.com is our website. Um, there's lots and lots of resources that we're always building there. We're working on uh, writing a book with the Institute for Teaching and also we're working on possibly adding a podcast as well. So thanks for training us. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> our pleasure. And we will have all the links to this. Um, and I see that in our notes document they have. Uh, Judy and Tricia have put in the link to Thrively and some other things. So all of those will be on our website for you to check out. Um, thank you very much for listening tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. And tonight's comment question is, what is your teaching strength or your teacher superpower? Nice. Um, I invite everybody to join us in two weeks, Monday, August 20th, at a special time. We'll be on at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And our guest will be Jay Salerno talking about promoting digital equity and social justice through tech experts.
That sounds exciting too. Um, so please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you'd like the show, and of course you do, uh, please rate us and leave us a review on iTunes so it's easier for other people to find us. And remember, we're always looking for guests to share the great things that they do in their classrooms. So if you fit this bill or know someone who does, please go ahead and visit our website, tlc.ninja, and complete the contact form to let us know.